This is episode 15. I feel myself becoming a new creation. Hi, welcome back to Beyond the Walls podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ramika. And I'm Kylie. We're excited to have you join our conversation about growing up together and learning how to overcome challenges. We will share from our own life and experiences in hope that it might inspire you to go beyond the walls in your way and create the life that you want. So grab your coffee or tea and come on in. So my nickname for Kylie, as you guys know by now, is Coach, and that's just the best nickname for her. It just matches her personality so well. If you guys have gotten the chance to just like work with her or have her like just in a deep conversation with you, she is somebody who is the best person to be in your corner. Like if even if it's hard for you and you're not somebody completely different, but you're working towards it, if you put 1% in, like she meets you right at your 1%. She'll put 99 in for you. She's your biggest advocate. She's just like that person. She's a coach. Mm -hmm. And I think what that has done for us with the podcast, it's actually a really good thing to have in a business partner and to be on this journey together. And I think for both of us with this podcast, like it's challenged us in ways that we, some of them we kind of like knew it probably would rock the boat in our hearts in different ways. But there are these other areas that I think we are just like really good balancers for each other. Yeah. And I think we both feel challenged in different ways. And I think where, you know, the other side of the coach, obviously we don't script these podcast episodes, but we do have conversations before just so that we can plan out kind of where we want to go so we can be productive. And hopefully you guys are taking things that are tangible from our conversations. Um, But part of like the other side of her showing up as coach is that it's really easy to stay in that like inspirational, motivational space. But the challenging part with that is that what you lose when you stay so like positively, affirmation-y, (laughs) inspirational-y is this raw vulnerability. That's just kind of like in the trenches, not completely somebody who is transformed yet or you know, like doesn't quite believe that they can get there even maybe, but just in, in like this icky in between space. Yeah. And one of the things that Kylie knows about herself and one of the things that we actively have to just like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm here for is just to remind her, like show up vulnerably, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's okay to just be raw or to have something like a thought that isn't completely processed through. So how this podcast episode idea even came up was in one of our conversations before we hit record, we just kind of like go over our template, you know, kind of the high level points that we want to hit. And then everything else is just impromptu from the heart. And, uh, she was sharing something. And one of the things that I really try to do just to like help work with the coach side of her and try to challenge her to get back to the raw vulnerability is to just like, sometimes I ask her questions on the episode, like she doesn't have any idea what I'm going to ask her or how I'm going to like my point so that she can't prep it and like put a bow on it and clean it up. Yeah. And we were having one of these conversations and I was like, no, like, this is so good. Like, it's so raw. It's vulnerable. Like, we, like, let's go with it, you know? And she was like, well, hurry up and press record because I can just, I can feel myself becoming a new creation. (laughs) And we started like dying laughing because that's like legitimately what happens. Like you can like see it. Like once she becomes, once she transforms, the moment she latches on that she could be somebody completely different and she doesn't have to live in that icky space, like her face changes, her tears dry up, like... (laughs) She doesn't, like, she legitimately, and she has said, I don't even relate to her. Like, I can't, like, you better hit record because I I will literally not know who she is. <laughs> I won't, I can't manufacture this. Yeah. And it's so funny, but 
it's so true for her. And I think it's something that I take too, that I'm just like, man, like the way that you're able to just become somebody completely different, like, and truly like free, like you can uproot your whole life to become that person. And it happens within like, I'm talking about like a 10 minute, 20 minute, if she's really going through something. Yeah like process and then you've changed and there's we don't look back you don't look back yeah I struggle with that in a way that you don't at all Mm. like what what happens for you in that space yeah yeah I think um for me it's the ability let me put it in some context for you guys because it's not like I'm being completely like a new job a new career a new house like we're not talking about really big life-changing things That's but true. these are mindsets mm-hmm. these are beliefs about who i am about who you are about how i interact with the world where my values coming from like when those things get off track and how quickly because i want to believe in what is good and admirable and true mm-hmm. and i think it's so easy i am so i think i want to say offended right like i'm so offended by victimhood and I, and I mean that in the best way of like, mm. it makes like, it is such a lie and it's such a trap. Mm. I hate being trapped in something that I don't have to be trapped in. Mm. And there's a difference. And like, we are victims of things happening to us. Like it is, it's an event. Mm-hmm. It is something that can happen, but it is not who we become. And so I think when it, it is about things in our identity, mm. I do not want to be held back. And I've had lots of circumstances where I have been held back and I've said, this is who I am and I can't be, and I'm less than, and I'm not good enough. And, Mm. you know, there's been years of so much resentment, unforgiveness, bitterness, fear, um rage like so much anger like so much darkness Mm. that has held me back and so i think for me it's just as a decision i think i think there's this big picture belief that's like there is good and there is evil and there is truth and there are lies we naturally go to the negative. We naturally believe lies. We naturally doubt. We naturally accuse. Like those things just happen inadvertently. Like we don't ever have to put effort into judging ourselves or judging others or being critical yeah, or being ungrateful even, right? Like it's so easy to point out all the bad, mm-hmm. but what does take effort is putting on the good and seeing the good, choosing to believe, choosing to forgive, choosing to um, go beyond our limitations and not to be held back. And so I think, honestly, for me, I think big picture, that's my core belief mm-hmm. is that I, I can either wait till I feel like believing what's true, or I can just choose to believe it. It comes like the belief comes first and then the actions follow. Mm-hmm. And the second that I'm presented and I am present and accept that I've been believing the lie. I've been believing the negative. I've been held back by the negative somehow. I am like, I want nothing to do with that person. Like (laughs) I got off track. Like now I see it. And there's times y'all like, it's not like it always happens instantaneously and it's a rare event. Like it's a constant reoccurring thing. Mm. And I do wallow. Like there are times that I am not ready to be a new creation. (laughs) I am not ready to put that burden down. I am still going to be offended in this moment and I'm not ready to let it go. Mm. But the minute I'm ready, the minute I see it, the minute I recognize it for what it is, I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. This, <laughs> that is not me any longer. <laughs> and I think, but it is hard, right? When I, to share vulnerably and to share not from this space of freedom, because this is so who I want to be. Like, I don't want to be held back by anything. Mm. And it's also just hard to relate, I think, because I don't want anything to do with it anymore to go back it's it's easy to forget how hard it was in that space and i think that's what you do such a great job of that that does matter when we do hear and people sharing when you're sh- when you're sharing the real raw pain because it's not all easy roses and flowers you know mm-hmm. like it's not all happy and 
good times, but I'm, I don't want to dwell on those things the rest of my life. Mm. And so I think that is the challenge is that when you're sharing with people to be relatable and to be understandable, to be vulnerable and honest, there is an aspect where you have to go back into that space. Like, what was it really like? Mm -hmm. And so it is hard to share from a space of the dark side of it. Cause I, I just don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I'm just so ready to be on the other side and to be freed and not be held back. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's an aspect that I think just as much energy that goes into believing the negative, we could spend that much time believing in the positive. Mm -hmm. And I just would much rather live in that space. Like it's such a more freeing and actually kind of, I think it's actually a little bit more honest because it's a fear that's really holding us back, a fear of rejection, a, a fear of all of these negative things that could happen in the future. Mm. And if we really do believe that the future is not here right now and it is unknown and it could go either way, like there's no way for us to know which way it's going to go, mm. then why not spend our time believing in the truth and believing in the good and believing in the life-giving parts like, let's assume the best then and stop living, assuming the worst. Are you open to hearing why I don't always want to? Sure. Because I think that there's this other space that like, that sounds great. <laughs> it really mm -hmm. does sound great. And there are times where I experience the same kind of like freedom and choice too. Like I would rather choose to be somebody completely different because I am so sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah right like there's just something about like a space that i'm in that i'm like okay like i can do the same thing yeah but um maybe it's just like a personality difference too like i do really hold on to the vulnerability of that moment mm. but at the end of the day like i do choose to show up completely different mm. i think there are times though more than more often than not where there is fear with becoming somebody completely different because there's a lot of security and whether you, you know we identify that as false security i think that's more so what it is mm -hmm. but like the false security of it being familiar mm -hmm. is so hard to not fall into a trap with you know like i love the space where even if it is difficult to hold on to the hurt or the pain. It just gives me kind of, it gives me an excuse to be in the mm -hmm. space that I'm at without any added pressure. Like I am already criticizing myself. I'm already in that negative space. And it just seems impressive like the only thing I can give myself credit for in that space when I am feeling that negative is the fact that I've gone through all of this. I'm carrying all of this baggage. The bag the baggage in some sense gives me kind of like this badge of honor that I don't get when it's not there. Mm -hmm. Like if the reason why I am struggling today or not motivated is because of trauma or because of some kind of pain or hurt that I've experienced, then, well, if it is, then I have an excuse to be in that space. I don't have to grow. I don't have to change. And if I'm only growing by 1% and I technically could be growing by 50%, it's also justified. Like I want justification, mm -hmm. I think. But if it is true that like my trauma has nothing to do with the space that I am in and the fact that I'm feeling unmotivated right now or that I'm feeling um, sick and tired and I don't want to grow and I'm tired of growing. Like if it has nothing to do with my mom or my dad being in prison or, you know, my biological family versus my adoptive family or being adopted, like mm -hmm. if it has nothing to do with those things, yeah. then I have to own also and take responsibility for the fact that I am choosing to be lazy or I'm choosing to be um, mean 
or better or you know like just like in that achy space that's mine only to own without any excuse to be there no justification that is uncomfortable and I find false security in holding on to the baggage of my story in that space when I'm not quite ready to be different because being different means that I have to take responsibility without the baggage for who I am. And I think that's a raw place to be. That's a raw person that feels exposed and that feels judged. Yeah. By who? I think by myself yeah. more than anyone else. Like I am my harshest critic yeah. in any space I show up in. Yeah. I have heard, I have been told the worst kind of comments by other people who don't know me mm-hmm. and even in the worst ugliest comments from other people I have told myself worse yeah. I have believed worse of myself yeah so I think to also own that that's how I view myself without anything to like justify the belief that is an uncomfortable space to be in, mm-hmm. but more uncomfortable in having to carry the burden of the baggage. Yeah. Free from all of it and having to be exposed without any excuse or any justification, It that also feels uncomfortable, but yeah. I think that feels more uncomfortable to mm-hmm. me than carrying the uncomfortability of carrying the burden of my past baggage with me and allowing blame shifting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think you're totally right. And I think I actually relate to the same thing because something that I've realized for myself over the years is that I will not change until staying the same becomes more uncomfortable than becoming the new creation. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us will, because I think you're right. Like there, we're finding security in one of those areas. Mm-hmm. So what I heard, the distinction that I just heard you share was there's, there's pain, mm-hmm. right? Pain from our past, pain that other people have brought into our situation and whether it's self-induced or out of our control. Something happened to us or because of a decision we made, either way, we're experiencing something negative. We're being critical. We're being judgmental. Something's broken and there's not peace. Mm. It's either somebody else's fault Mm -hmm. and therefore we're allowed to carry this wound Mm -hmm. or we avoid the wound and pretend like it didn't happen at all. Right? Like there's Mm -hmm. lots of ways that we cope with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But the only way to find true freedom and peace is to actually acknowledge it, put a name to it, mm. and then we have to rechoose it. Mm. Not rechoose it as in like we liked it. It doesn't have to be anything positive. We don't even have to justify. Mm. It just is what it is. Like this is what happened. This was my experience. This is how it made me feel. Is that the end? Mm. And I think for me, when I'm not ready to change, I know that it's somewhere in between. Like I'm avoiding having to take responsibility. It does feel better to like have an excuse. Because I think that is true. It, It really is just an excuse to not lean in and enjoy our life. Like, I think it goes back to, again, the beginning that I said, like, it's just easier to be negative. It's mm-hmm. easier and safer to be angry and frustrated. Yeah. And the opposite isn't, I, I think that we're not actually very good at truly going to the opposite of like joy and peace and freedom. I think we all kind of hover between acknowledging our upset and then avoiding it and pretending like it's not there. <laughs> Sweep it under the rug. Pretend like it didn't actually bother us and we don't matter. You know, like, I think that's how I 
responded a lot in my younger years was I was just then kind of, I had the walls, like the concrete wall. Like I know this relationship is going to end one way or the other. So I can only let you in and be as engaged and be vulnerable as I'm willing to be hurt. Mm -hmm. So I can only have as much peace as much as I'm willing to acknowledge the pain. Mm -hmm. And so I think the first place to start is to just acknowledge what you had just said is until we're ready to address what's really going on and be responsible with what we can, like, is it the end of the story or is it not? Mm -hmm. Am I going to wear this as a badge of honor? Is this going to be what identifies me? Like, is this the safety blanket that I want to live under the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Could it be a better way? Mm -hmm. Could it be something different? Once you're there, once you're ready, I feel like to me, then you're ready to get rid of that lie as soon as possible. And until that moment when you're like, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> like, I am, I am not going to be, this does not have to define me. That is a bold faced lie. <laughs> That's the other thing that we say to each other all the time. Like those are just bold faced lies that somebody else put on us and that we've been telling ourselves. Mm. And it's not in any way, shape, or form, please hear us, in denying other people's responsibility, denying that it happened. Like, none of this is avoiding, minimizing, justifying. Trauma is trauma. Pain is pain, whether it's self-induced or others-induced. Mm. Whether it's in my control or out of my control, mm. it is what it is. And there's freedom to be had on either. And what's always true is I get to choose for myself what I'm going to believe and what labels I'm going to own. And I don't have to own labels that other people have given me. Well, I think that's an important distinction is what is keeping peace and what's making peace, mm -hmm. right? Because I think we like to stay in this space of keeping peace and keeping peace just it's like the placebo effect, right? Like you yeah. think because it is the most familiar that it actually is peace when it's not. You're yeah. just trying to cope and you're defaulting to coping mechanisms to help you stay in a familiar space, but you're truly not experiencing true peace. You're just trying not to rock a bolt that's going to make you have to go into a space that's uncomfortable yeah making peace though looks like doing it's a disruption yeah making peace actually causes a lot of disruption it changes your routine it changes your language it changes your thought process your perspective it changes everything mm -hmm. It disrupts what is so that you can truly settle into a new normal that truly doesn't have a space with as much conflict and turmoil and angst yeah. as making peace or yeah. keeping peace does. Yeah, Making peace is loud and unorganized and chaotic for a time yeah. before, before the calm. Yeah. It's kind of like you don't ever get the rainbow if you're not willing to go through the storm and the rain. Yeah. Peace is truly that rainbow, but it has a storm that comes right before it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not avoidable. Mm -hmm. I think we naturally are peace keepers in our own life. We're going to hold on to one of the beliefs. Like it, it would be a lot easier to blame other people mm -hmm. as well. Like, I don't oh, have course, peace, yeah. so let's just justify why it's not my fault. There's nothing I can do about it. Or if it is my fault, well, that just feels too daunting. Like, I can't do it. Like, it's not fair. It shouldn't be happening. Everybody else has it easier. If I were different, I wouldn't have to do this. You know, like, it's in this, again, this mindset that, like, something bad is happening and it shouldn't be happening. I think the thing that's so challenging about it, when we keep wrestling and fighting and resisting, I don't think anybody would say that that's peaceful mm -hmm. or easy. Mm -hmm. Ignoring it is not easy. Avoiding it is not easy. Justifying it is not easy. Like they're temporary fixes. Like mm -hmm. it feels good for the moment, but it comes right back around. 
I'm actually really bent towards being unforgiving and bitter. Mm-hmm. And that is somebody who like keeps a record of wrongs. I'm not only mad at you for this offense that you're doing to me right now, but all the previous times that you've done it before. Mm-hmm. So the longer that I stay in that space, like none of that is easy. And I think until we're sick of doing that, we're going to only then be willing to move into the other uneasy part of getting us to the other side and true peace making mm-hmm. in our lives, which is hard work. It is being honest with ourselves and taking as much responsibility for ourselves as we can. Mm-hmm. And when we can go back and look at our story, look at the trauma that we've been through, look at the hardships that we've been through. What is it that we're holding on to that we're unwilling to let go of? I think for me and in, in being able to be that new creation is it's going back and looking at it honestly, not taking on responsibility of things that are not my responsibility to take on, mm-hmm. but owning who I allow that to make. Like, what does it mean about me? What did I make it mean about me? Is that something that is good for me to believe? I'm a terrible person. Okay. Is that life-giving? Is that true? Like that can't be the only way. What could Mm -hmm. it mean if I wasn't the worst person or like, how about I'm not perfect? So, okay. I made a terrible mistake. I -hmm. shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z. What I did was terrible. Mm -hmm. So is that going to be my burden the rest of my life? Can I never be a new person? Like, do I never get a second chance? Is there any mercy or grace in this world? Mm. And so it is hard and scary to believe. But if we're going to believe that there's mercy and that there is grace and there's a second chance, knowing how easy it is to not believe that for ourselves, then that's where I go in my mind. That's just like, I want... I want to believe the truth. I want to believe in the mercy. Mm -hmm. And I know that in my mind, it's really hard to believe that. And so I'm no longer going to wrestle. Like I am not going to be my own terrorist. (laughs) I've already spent all this time terrorizing myself and not believing in that mercy and that grace. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that that space is when we can't forgive ourselves and can't forgive other people. Mm -hmm. And so once it's clear that that's what's happening, I just want to jump into the other space and just be done with it. And then I'm only going to think about the good. Honest evaluation of ourselves is where we can find true peace making Mm -hmm. and for other people, right? Like how do we free them up to be different? How do I free myself up to be different? But I think the only way to truly be that new creation is you got to retell your story, see it from a new lens, share it from a space of victory and not, resentment. I think, you know, being single, this is one of the biggest advantages that I do get to have in that space. Whereas like with my married friends, for instance, I think it can sometimes get a little bit more murky because when you get married, you kind of see you and your spouse as like a unit. Mm -hmm. And when I go through my story, like I don't have that spouse to like make it murky. Like it's very clear. And the only thing I have to separate are parent child relationships, friendships, you know, like those types of things, maybe even like interests or, you know, people I was talking to like that I can go there, but because I'm single, like it's very clear Whereas like in some of the spaces, I don't know if this has been your experience, but I'll hear married people put on their spouse, like when they tell their story, because there's two people making decisions, like let's say they are like big ticket decisions, like you're moving to a different state or your spouse is taking on a job. And so that's going to change the family dynamic. So you have to do something different, you know, to just compromise in that way. Like I think with married people from what uh, the outside looking in, it gets a little bit more murky Mm -hmm. to take responsibility and tell your story in a way that is truly honest. Like how do you, because you are married, take responsibility for yourself and not place that on Lee. Mm -hmm. 
when you tell your story because there is truth to that like it it really does benefit Lee a lot that you you did want to be a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of things that were taken off of his plate like it is legitimately a job yeah (laughs) you know and he you were able to take away a lot of the stress but you choosing to be a stay-at-home mom also fed into your story of making your life small. Yeah. So I'm curious for you, like at what point do you take responsibility? Like, do, it, does that feel murky to you? Mm. And how do you take responsibility for yourself, your story? How do you tell your story in a way that isn't about Lee? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think, I think that's exactly what was happening in the early years that it was so murky and why it was so bitter and resentful Mm. because it was so not clear in my mind and it was really easy to justify and excuse away um, whatever hurts or frustrations that I was feeling. It was really confusing and murky because it felt very much, I set myself up in a position where things were being done to me. I didn't have a say. Nobody said I couldn't have a say. I said I couldn't have a say, you know, like, but it's a lot more comfortable to just say, well, I, I'm doing this for him. I don't have a say because he has the bigger say. (laughs) I just have to laugh because it's also your voice change that (laughs) became so passive. (laughs) In my new creation. So, yeah. (laughs) So, not a good answer. I'm offended even talking about it, y'all. The way you just talk softly was so passive, but keep going with your story. But in that, I'm yeah. like, oh, because I just, I don't want anybody stuck in that space. Like, I hated that space then. Yeah. And I think what it caused so much damage in my marriage mm. because it put him in a lose-lose and it put me in a lose-lose. Mm. And so when I'm forcing myself to be a victim and I'm, lying to myself that I'm actually doing it for good reasons. Like that was just a bold faced lie. Mm. That was me choosing to do what was more comfortable and less scary to me because what was you being a stay at home mom, not me being bitter about it. Uh, Yeah. You know, like I did choose to be a stay at home mom because I think that's exactly how I felt. I was like, I got exactly what I asked for. And yet how ungrateful am I being? And I'm so miserable. Mm. But the real issue was, is that I was not being responsible for my life. Mm. I did just willingly out of submission, put my life into Lee's hands. Mm. And that's not his, my life is not in his hands. Mm. And so when you are in a marriage, you both are responsible. And I think it's a lot easier to just not take any responsibility for it Mm. and just expect all of these good things to happen. And when they don't, then it's somebody else's fault. Mm where we can live it's all in his like whatever money he makes that's what we can do and i can't you know like there's just how many ways can that story go south Mm. in a way that's like i don't have a voice and i don't have a say Mm. and so it does not look like that now but the only way was for me to believe that i do have a voice and i cannot blame him for it Mm. and so one of the things that was early on i think it, it is always confusing when, you know, he leaves and he works. I think one of the hangups that we always had was, okay, I, I chose to take on the household and the kids. Like we both chose that Mm. and he's the one that's going to work. Like if we had it just on the surface level, I would rather stay home and be with the kids and take care of the house. And he would rather work win, win. Mm -hmm. The second that reverses, I think is in when I am unwilling to care at all about having a job or working or worrying about the finances. Like I had the privilege of not worrying about the finances Mm. and he gets to carry that burden all by himself. Mm. But that's not fair. Mm. We both are kind of fine with it, but if I'm going to completely not take any responsibility or ownership for our finances and where we're going financially and be aware of it, I think I kind of have the attitude of like, then I don't get to complain about it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately then it was really easy for him to just not engage at all with the house and the kids or do the, you know, like it felt very isolating where it was like, okay, well, this is sort of my job and that's your job, Mm -hmm. but this is our family. Mm -hmm. How do we operate together and not take on more responsibility than we're supposed to? Mm -hmm. 
And so we were able to clear a lot of that up and found a lot of, when I started becoming responsible for myself and my own happiness and my own joy and my own purpose, Mm -hmm. and it was not tied up in him. I think just the freedom that we gained from that just immediately sort of erased a lot of our angst and frustration with each other. And so knowing that that's kind of was our history was that I could sort of be frustrated and feeling like I own all the responsibility of raising the kids and taking care of the house and the cooking and the cleaning Mm -hmm. and the shopping and the planning, Mm -hmm. the schedule. And then I decided to take on homeschooling. Mm -hmm. We had a very specific conversation and I like that was part of my cost account where I was like, okay, I know that this is, this is a tendency of mine to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. One, that's something I have to stay on top of all the time, right? I'm constantly trying to become the new creation. (laughs) Like it's kind of like those things when you do start recognizing it, like it gets cleared up real fast and you can just acknowledge it faster and quicker and be like, Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. New creation. Yeah. I slipped right back into it. Oh yeah. No, that's not what I want to do. New creation. That's not me, (laughs) but it was really clear. I, I distinctly had a conversation with myself. And then with Lee of like, okay, if we do this, like, I know that this is what I'm signing up for. I am really have no space to then go back. Like, I don't, that is so unfair for me to then add on to Lee. That's like, woe is me. I'm having to teach my children all day long. What are you doing to educate the kids? Mm-hmm. Like we deliberately signed, he, he's working full time. Like that was not part of the deal. Like we did not sign up to homeschool for us to both homeschool our kids 24 seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's the freedom too, is that the more that we heal up our past and we get really clear about our story or the things that we're stuck in, it has to reframe then the way that we choose things in the future. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is that was a clear enough example of answered your question or not, but well, I think it's it's that, and I think it's still something a little bit more too, because what it what you just shared about is going through, like you literally are retelling yourself the story you already know, but it's kind of that space again where we have to play dumb with ourselves and say what actually happened, like what is the story that I'm telling, not what is the story that I'm making about what happened, Mm -hmm. but what happened? Mm -hmm. Okay. We got married. You were working a corporate job. Um, And so you guys made the decision and you got married before you got married. You guys even had conversations about long, like big picture, what it would look like for you guys to be in your marriage and also have kids. So like these weren't new conversations, but you rechose once you had Lily, um, your first kid, that this is what you were going to do. And I actually think you quit progressive before you even had Lily. Yeah. But again, like before you made that change, you're telling yourself what is the story and then you're choosing if it's for the first time or you're re-choosing what you already told yourself you were going to choose. Yeah. But in every season since, you've also had to revisit the story and re-choose in the space that you're in today. Yeah. So... It might be the same thing. It's not like you're choosing something completely different, but you're re-choosing the mindset that you want to have given the new situationship or circumstance or predicament that you're in today. Because who you are today, it's different than the Kylie that was getting married to Lee 16 years ago. Yeah. And it's also different than the Kylie who was having Lily, her first kid. Yeah. But you still are homeschooling. You're still staying at home. Like that's still your job. And you've taken on a job outside of your house now too. But again, you're still in those spaces as your situation changes, rechoosing. Yeah. I think what I meant by, I think it's that and, because I think that is just pivotal. It's all perspective. And I think that's why you're able to live as a completely different person. Mm -hmm. Um, You're just able to uh, 
latch on to a completely new perspective rather yeah but i think the space about being married like i think that's just that's probably the most unappealing part about me looking at marriages like throughout my life was just like hearing people talk about how I mean people say it all the time but they say it so much without any kind of real raw vulnerability that it doesn't make sense when people say like oh I like lost my identity when I became a mom or I just was not my own person when I got married. Like I just absorbed myself into the marriage. But I think what you're sharing is very, like that's the tangible piece of what was on always unappealing about marriage to me. Like mm. I kind of get it and I don't because I don't really understand what you're saying because it's so vague. Yeah. But I think what you're saying in that space is just like, I was very real with who I am. At my core, I'm a record of wrongs keeper. Yeah. I am somebody who's going to be bitter and I'm going to latch on and I'm going to hold things against you. And I think that's a very raw view and like just being very just real about realistic about this is who I show up as when I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. Like maybe that's just the first step, but where you can go in there, like is make it about the situation, make it about Lee and, like in the same way that like my trauma can be my excuse, like right, my my backstory, my childhood, I can use that as as an excuse or justification. I think what you were sharing there is that's how you can also choose to use Lee if you wanted to. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. he is working and so he's not engaged and that's why I'm so upset with the situation mm-hmm. that I'm in. Or he decided to apply for a job in Philadelphia. So now I'm in this state that I don't like with all these people who are also mean to me, but he's the one that brought us here. Like constantly blaming the spouse is something that I hear more often than not, typically in older marriages, to be honest, that always made marriage to me unappealing. Mm. And so that's what I really wanted to hear more of because I feel like you found a way to be free from that. And I don't, I've, I've seen you latch on to that perspective before anything about, before Lee decided to be anyone different. Like it had nothing to do with Lee. And that's what's so powerful about it. And honestly, one of the like biggest turning points for me, that's like, oh, that's not all marriage. Yeah. Like you can show up differently in marriages and I'm sure there are other marriages. I just wasn't, I didn't have like close access to them, (laughs) you know? So yours was one of the first that I was just like, oh, this could be a lot different and it has nothing to do with the other person. How did you get there? Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. Let's use my, my self-awareness about being a record of wrongs keeper. Mm -hmm. When you separate the, trauma of our past or the the wrongdoings that other people are doing okay so to be a record of wrong keeper like there has to actually be some wrongs Mm -hmm. made yeah and the difference the freedom that i was able to access was the part where i begin and where they begin and so being able to deal with the the wrong that was done is one issue Mm -hmm. but how I'm going to interpret my life and where I want to stay is another. So me being a record of wrong keeper means that I'm always looking for wrongs to keep. Mm -hmm. And so that colors my lens. I'm going to walk into situation a, and I'm either going to look for the wrongs to keep. Mm -hmm. I will find them every time if that's what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for ways that he's not showing up, that he's not loving me, that he's, you know, like if I'm lonely and he missed dinner because he's working and see, he doesn't care. He doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. Like Mm -hmm. all day long, we see all these injustices. Mm -hmm. But the second that I was willing, maybe not the second, it feels like the second, but (laughs) (laughs) it was probably a couple of minutes. (laughs) But when I could recognize and take responsibility for the fact that, oh, I'm a record of wrong keeper. 
That keeps me trapped. Like that brings me no freedom. Mm. And I do that everywhere then. It's not like an isolated relationship. Like Mm. I probably show up that way everywhere. Mm. I don't want to be someone that keeps record of wrongs. But then it took me to the next level that was like, okay, why am I keeping a record of wrongs? Like what am I getting out of keeping that record? Mm. And then it came into justification and just like, I want justice and I want it to be fair. And I think one of the things that was really hard is it, it, what gets blurry is the, like, how do I forgive you and be okay that this is probably going to happen again because you're human. Mm. Like I wanted to clean it up real quick and never experience this again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's just as unrealistic, right? Like (laughs) it's human. (laughs) It's so human and it's so unfair and so unrealistic. But that was how I approached a lot of our fights was like, okay, we better get to the bottom of this and find out why this is happening. So it can never happen again. Cause I never want to feel this way again. <laughs> and I will hold it against you if it does. Yeah. And not only this time, but every other time. <laughs> so being able to just like, but that's what I can own. Like, do I want to be a record of wrong keeper? What is in my way? Mm. of not being a record of wrong keeper because that has nothing to do with Lee. Like that is human beings. Mm. They're all going to like hurt me in some way. They're going to let me down. I'm going to be disappointed. But what is in my control and is in my power is how I want to respond when I get hurt Mm. in general to everybody. Mm. And then I get to apply it in my marriage. Mm. And so when I started looking for the ways that Lee was actually showing up for me, guess what I saw? Mm. I saw him showing up for me. Mm. So in that same day, nothing changed about his behavior, but how I viewed him changed. Mm. What I saw him as changed. Mm. And the more that I saw him and the more that I was willing to see, really actually even see myself then, how was I showing up? Like, oh, and that's the worst. I know you guys have done it too. Like, you're like, you're shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> you know, you what you really don't want is rejection. And you just want that other person to come up and just be like, I love you so much. And let me serve you and love you. But you're behaving all cold and <laughs> off-putting and your snide remarks. And you're like, you're not behaving in any way, shape, or form that makes anybody else want to come up and snuggle you, you know? <laughs> and you're like, it's just such this like double whammy that's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I want to be treated like A, but I'm not going to behave in a way that's going to get me A. Like, you should just love me like that no matter how I behave, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe I would show up differently if you love me differently. Yeah. Once you change, then I'll change. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think the more that I saw myself and really owned who I was being and how I behaved, it just began to trickle down into all the areas. Mm-hmm. And so I think to the, the part that you're speaking is, I think, how it really does apply for me and what it did for me was that I then made it, I became a new creation That was like, I am only going to say yes to whatever it is until I am committed to saying the yes. Like, what does that mean? That means, like, if we're going to move to Philadelphia, Hmm. then if I say a yes and I agree, like, we had a conversation about, like, are we going to move for this job? Like, what do we think about it? We made the decision together. Mm -hmm. I went to Philadelphia committed to never saying you dragged me here this shouldn't have happened Mm. you did this to me Mm. like i don't enter situations now and i had to do that with homeschooling like and that was what i was saying right like okay if i'm gonna take on homeschooling then that means i never get to be i never get to hold this against you that i'm the one homeschooling the kids Mm. and i am now spending more time with them i'm frustrated or i'm this or that. Mm. I can be this or that. I can be frustrated. I can be discouraged. Mm. But what I can't be is mad at you that you're not helping me more mm. to homeschool the kids. Mm. That's your baseline. That's my baseline. Okay. And so because I know that I'm okay, if I'm a bitter, bitterness, record of wrongs keeping, then I get, it just gets clearer and clearer in my mind. It's like, I don't do things until I'm really like, I own it. Mm. Because I don't want to go back. I don't want to be a bitter person. I don't want to be holding a record of wrongs. I don't want to be disappointed later. I don't want to be holding this against you. It's possible it's going to go wrong. It's, and it's also saying like, it could be, it's going to be hard. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be like, but if it is hard, what I'm not going to do is blame you that we're even in this situation at all. Mm. 
that's no, that's not a part of the conversation. Mm. I think the thing that's challenging for all of us is that we're constantly fighting what we wish had happened or what we hope will happen and what actually happens. And the part that we have to squash and take responsibility for is not holding others and ourselves against the fantasy. We have to be able to respond with reality. And it's kind of in that space of being able to re-choose, like, this is how my life turned out. This is how my marriage turned out. This is where we are. So what do we want to do about it? But where do we want to go and what's it going to take for me to do to change it? What can I do to own it? Where can I bring peace to my own world and how I view the situation and not accuse others for things that they're not able to do or they're not ready to do and not make it mean something about me or have to mean something about them either. You know, I think of in that space, like when there's frustration or we're not feeling safe to be honest with the other person, when we've, we've just been people pleasing and just being a yes person, or we'll just do whatever, you know, we're trying to avoid conflict or we're trying to avoid disappointing people. Okay. The space for you to own in that is that that's what you're choosing to do. And you might not be ready. It might be too scary right now to start being somebody who advocates for themselves. But the freedom that you get to have is you get to then just be honest with yourself. That's like, I'm not ready to be honest. So you get to lay down all of the bitter, hurt, resentful tape that these people are taking advantage of you, that something terrible is happening to you. They're just responding the way that you always have engaged with them. And so there's not something extra bad happening to you. You're just at a space that you no longer are okay to be somebody who just says yes all the time. And you're now no longer okay with being somebody who isn't advocating for themselves. That's the new frame, right? You get to choose and to own that that's what's happening. And when you're ready to start practicing advocating for yourself, then you get to deal with that hurdle. And so whatever that thing is for you, whatever it is in your world that you're really actually upset about and wrestling, you know, that's the space that you get to be the new creation and to own something new and no longer identify as that person that doesn't serve you, that isn't life-giving, that isn't bringing you the freedom or the life that you really want to have. If this episode speaks to you and this is where you got stuck, we want to work with you. We have exciting news. We have launched our website, which includes our first membership program. We are limiting the admission to 15 people, so don't wait. Be the first to get in. You will have access to live group coaching sessions two times a month. This is where you'll be given the opportunity to bring any questions you have, either about the podcast, hangups you're having, or discuss other areas of your life where you're seeking more input. We'll also provide additional member-exclusive resources to help you identify and go beyond the walls in your own life. The bonus for the first 15 is that one, you get the lowest price with the maximum value as you will be given access to all future content and coaching that we add. Your monthly membership will never increase. We can't wait to work with you and meet you face-to-face. Until next time. Bye.